Look, just so you know, I'm not a total nerd. I also happen to be super into close-up magic. What a nerd. All right, nerds. Let's go. Get those nerds! Welcome to Nerdables. I'm R.A. Rain. With me this week is Ethan Benjamin, as always. Hello. And returning from the fires of Mordor, he who should not be named, Chris is joining us again. Welcome back, Crazy K. Prodigal Son returns to not do anything prodigal. <laughs> 25th I w- episode, I wouldn't, too. Exe- I wouldn't expect anything less from you. Actually. Really? Is it 25? It's our 25th episode. That's what, is it like the special extra size issue of 25? Is this our silver anniversary issue? Sure. Yeah. Is 25 silver? Sure. I don't know. That, I've, yeah, I've 20, obviously never gotten that 25, long. I was asking you guys. That's why. 25 silver, 50's gold. All right. I'll come back for 50 then. <laughs> <laughs> I don't Just have to any be clear, silver, we don't give you any gold. So Then I won't be back for 50. <laughs> And then, you know, you became the person who should not be named after a while, so, or the producer, so, you know, that was, those were the names you had for a while. That part I got. I understood that one. Yeah. But yeah, it's good to be back. I'm glad to have you uh, back. Jump in and talk things all nerd-ubbles. Nerd-ubbles? Nerd-ubbles. Speaking of all things nerd, Desolation of Smog hit theaters. Smog. Hit theaters this weekend. And yes, it it's been getting some really mixed reviews. Even though it did $73.7 million. It's Which is still like nowhere near what the first one It's did, the right? lowest of the Middle Earth films. I mean, it really is. Mm-hmm. But it's been getting a lot of mixed reviews. Um, people, you know, I don't think they've shown up to it because of what they saw from the first Hobbit. But, well, you know, we'll save it for when we do our review show next well, week. Because you haven't Did seen the it first yet. I haven't seen it yet. I haven't had a chance to. Um, Which is really strange. Well, the only reason that I saw the first one when I did was because of Midnight. If I didn't go to the Midnight showing for the first one, I don't right. think I would have saw it within the first week either. It just... They <laughs> open in a time of year, obviously, that's really busy for anyone who, you know, like in my case, is working retail. Damn retail. Yeah. Um, <laughs> working. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, I, I don't even remember. Did the, did the first one open this close to Christmas? Yeah, it was yes. like the 17th, I think. Was so it was, like yeah, it, it was about the same week, yeah. Yeah, it just seems... I thought that might have been part of the, the response to it, too, in terms of box office, is that you're just in the middle of a really busy time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it's a long film. And mm-hmm. so there's there's limited numbers of showings, too. I mean, they talked about that with Return of the King. When Return of the King opened and it did what it did people said if it was 40 minutes shorter it would have done a third more because mm-hmm. it, you would have been able to get extra showings in every every theater is limited in the number of you know each particular theater that it's playing in is limited in the number of showings it can get into a day right so that will affect your box office well remember um, this was also cut shorter because to add to the third film because it was this running time was two hours and 45 minutes which is still shorter than a lot of the others but some of this film got some of this one got taken out when they decided to make the third film, and so that way they would stretch the third film to be actually more than just the well, war. I thought they, um, I thought they decided early on to do the third film. Like they I, they I had can't they, imagine it was cut after production. I mean, well, they, they have cut some of the script. The whole thing 
and then basically splitting it into three movies. Right, because if they wouldn't have, it would have been way too long with just the fir- just doing it in two films. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I mean, it is what it is. I, I enjoyed it, and, you know, I'm going to wait till everybody's seen it to actually have a review on it. And we'll be reviewing it on January 30th. I haven't gotten to the second Hunger Games movie yet. Yeah, I haven't either, which that one um, was fourth in the box office this weekend. Thor two was still in the top five with two point two million. Well, yeah, this is because um, it's awesome. Well, also the fact two point two million gets you to fifth. It shows you how the the kind of dragon movie that's out there. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it, number two was well. There's uh, not much of any movie that's out right now. Well, that. number two was Frozen. Yeah. Well, you have three. You have three huge films in the Hobbit two, and apparently we also have ESPN updates. They're really excited about the Hobbit two. Um, you have the Hobbit. Catching Fire and Frozen are all three films that are huge. Definitely yeah. going to do well over a hundred million dollars. Right, um, if not uh, already. Hunger Games is probably do almost two fifty, if I remember the numbers right. Well, I think worldwide it's like number. at six hundred and some. Yeah, I mean so. it's not it's not going to be in terms of the Hobbit, it's not going to be a failure by any, mm-hmm. by any stretch oh, no, of imagination. But you know, like everyone here would know, my my response to the first one was very. It was extremely disappointing. I mean, I waited after a couple of hours after I saw it. Seeing it at midnight, I thought maybe it's just the midnight thing. But really mm-hmm. thinking about it, I just didn't enjoy it as much as, as the first ones. Well, I think the first one suffered what a lot of the the same f- effects that the prequels for Star Wars suffered. There was too much CG, too much. You know, and they instead of having that that close character development that they had in the in Lord of the Rings, they sacrificed that for a broader scale with the CG. Mm-hmm. Well, it's also tough because there's so much that was told in backstory. There was backstory in Fellowship Two Towers and, and Return of the King as well, but it definitely didn't seem as pronounced as it was in the in the first Hobbit film. Right. I mean, it seemed like every five minutes you were like, and then the doors did this, and then you see the doors for a while. And, well, I remember when this happened, and then you see that it's just like, whole. Oh, you just keep going like in circles. You know, right. keep rolling back and rolling back. So, well, I, I always said I, I thought it. I thought the film was, it was busy, um, in, ter- in terms of the first one. Um, well, there was a lot of people that complained that it, there there was the silliness of the dwarves, especially in the beginning of it. But that's that's true to what oh, the yeah. dwarves were supposed to be, and and Thor Oakenshield's the only dwarf that is really serious about what they're doing, and then the, and the older one I can't remember the names after after you get past of him, I have no <laughs> idea what any of the names are. <laughs> Um, Zorin, Zorin, yeah, Zorin? yeah. Zorin, the bad guy yeah. from A View to a Kill is one of the dwarves. Um, yeah, it just, I think that's also one of the hard things with it is so many of the characters are exactly the same, right? In terms of visually, um, they have their little, you know, different uh, distinguishing features, but at the same mm-hmm. time, there's nine dwarves. No, seven sure. dwarves. Are there seven dwarves? That would be no. There, there's there? twelve dwarves. Even worse. Does that make Gandalf Snow White? Because see, so no, there's twelve dwarves. Then you have the thirteenth, which is which is Bilbo, and the fourteenth part of the crusade is uh, Gandalf. So, you have so outside dwarves. of Gandalf, Bilbo, and Thorin, there's eleven characters, which are not interchangeable because they do have their own personalities, but they're hard to keep up with, and it's hard to give screen time to twelve different characters. Even the Fellowship of the Nine, mm-hmm. you have so much of the film already to establish Mary and Pippin and Sam that when you see them in the fellowship, you you're they don't get a lot of time once the fellowship comes together, but you're able to 
um, you're able to see you already know their character so that when you see their the what they're doing it I've totally lost my train of thought <laughs> what the hell just happened well their silliness in 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 the Lord of the Rings trilogy you know Merry and Pippin usually their their silliness wasn't as pronounced as the dwarves which, well, the thing which also was, is, I know was written it's only way. two characters right you have out of all the dwarves there's the the older dwarf there's Thorin and then there's the two kind of really the, the warriors of the group. The guys, with the, I can't remember anyone. I know there's probably some Tolkien <laughs> fan who is yelling at their listening device right now. Like, how can you not keep them straight? But outside of those four, everyone else is kind of in the middle. Right. You know, you have the big bumbling, you know, uh, fool character, but everyone else mm-hmm. is kind of in the middle. You use Merry and Pippin in the original films as comic. Relief. When th- yeah. When things get way too serious you have a little bit of comic relief when they're in uh, Balan's tomb. Mm-hmm. Everything around it is really, really serious, but it's just the scene of Pippin, uh, Pippin knocking over the, the orc skeleton into the, into the well that mm-hmm. starts off everything. And it's like, you're kind of laughing at it, but you're also like, Oh, something bad's about to happen. Right. So I don't know. I mean, again, it's, we're talking mostly about the first film, even though we're, well, this, yeah. And, and this film, yeah, I'm holding back. Um, I, like this film better than the first one. The Desolation of Smaug was, uh, to me, it, it felt like a cleaner story. It, mm-hmm. it you know it had it, it had a, a distinctive beginning, middle, and end with the cliffhanger being the you know at the end, which a lot of people didn't like. They they didn't like the fact that there was this, you know, this complete cliffhanger. I mean, it, you know, it's kind of like when you had. Um, well, two towers, or or even when you know. That's what I was saying. Two towers ended with like on a cliffhanger. Yeah, well, well. both of them. They don't yeah. end so much on a cliffhanger. Like the 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 next film picks up two seconds <laughs> afterwards, but each one ends with it's an ending to the story within it. You know, the fellowship, mm-hmm. the way that that Jackson and uh, uh, Walsh and and Boyans flipped, it, cut it up. They give you a really solid ending at Fellowship, and a really solid ending at the end of two towers so that the story within it is told you have the beginning of of the journey of the ring coming to the fellowship and the fellowship being broken that's the end of the first film right you get the the characters going through rohan beginning to unite the peoples of the 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 the, you know the the man in in middle earth right and the battle of um, helm's deep helm's deep and then that ends, mm-hmm. and that just sets it. It's just his line, you know. The battle of Helm's Deep is over. The battle for Middle Earth has just begun, and then you see Mordor. And you're like, oh, okay. Well, and this this ending definitely sets up right for the next one. But to me, it was a. This is the ending point where you have to end this one, you know. Right. So, I, I didn't have a problem with it. I, I like I said, I like this film much better than the first Hobbit, and I've seen the. You know, yeah, I mean, I mean, looking forward to. I enjoyed the Hobbit enough to. You know, I, I want to see his film. And obviously, Peter Jackson, I trust Peter Jackson. He's made one film that I was mildly disappointing in, in, in The Hobbit, but he's also made ones that I've absolutely enjoyed. Mm-hmm. The first three quarters of King Kong, because I can't watch him die anymore. <laughs> the, the, you know, the, the, the rest of his films have been fantastic. So I trust him to be able to do a, a, a good film, and I look forward to seeing it. I just haven't had the chance to. And it, I mean, we rushed out to see Hobbit based on the fact of how much I loved the the first uh, the Lord of the Rings trilogy. You know, first time I saw that trailer and they have the music, I went, you know, ape feces crazy. 
Yeah. Um, but after the first one, yeah, I, I, I didn't feel the need to go see it at midnight. You said, oh, midnight showing? Like, not a chance. Yeah. Plus I mean, the fact that I had to work at 5 o'clock in the morning, so I wasn't going to happen. Well, I'd, you know, I'd still see it. You know, I'm glad. I'm kind of glad when I did go because, you know, I went by myself and there wasn't a lot of people in the theater. So I got to enjoy it, except for the guy sitting next to me that during the trailers, which, by the way, they showed Amazing Spider-Man 2. Um, uh, they showed that the the new um, Tom Cruise movie that, you know, he's mm-hmm. edge of something. Yeah edge of, yeah, edge of Tomorrow or something like that. Edge of platform shoes. And then they showed Captain America and um, in between it's that new Ben Stiller film. So it was kind of like, Secret it was really weird. Yeah, it was really weird to have that one in there with the rest of these films. The best but is when you see the ones that screw up and they put the kids film like in the middle of the R-rated film. Yeah. <laughs> you go to see something, you know, like either some, some schlocky horror film and it's like, Frozen, coming soon from Disney. You have the wrong reel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Something's not right here, bud. The only thing I can say is Sony fucked up bad they showed way too much in this first trailer for spider-man there's so many things that they should have left out well here's the thing with spider-man now we're going to switch gears because we're going to talk about spider-man comic-con last year you realize that spider-man was a year away right not a single person talked about it yep there was almost no promotion for it whatsoever there was no buzz for it whatsoever Mm -hmm. They had just like a couple billboards or something. Yeah, not. I don't even think they had that. There was w- the one on the Hard Rock or something. It was something yeah. like that. So, you know, there was no there was no footage shown right. in Hall H. There was no buzz. There was there was nothing to it. So I think they're playing catch up, and they've kind of thrown everything on the wall. Excuse the pun. Throw everything on the wall and see what sticks. Wow. Um, I get there's no, it. There's no. Do you? Because it's a spider, and like he's he, on a wall. Yeah, he gets on walls, and he gets and he sticks. sticks cause oh he's like, my oh. god! Really? Um. So I, I I think they're just kind of throwing everything out there because they've gotten lost in the shuffle. I mean, 2015 is is the death nail for everything, but 2014's got some big films in it as well. Yeah. And yeah. well, they're going to get lost. I mean, they're they're theirs is coming out what I think May fourth, May sixth, or something like that, which is Early still May, yeah. which is still right after Captain America. Mm-hmm. So and Does you know, the, get, I thought Captain comes out in like June or July. No, I think it's that's uh, X Men comes out in June or July. Cap, Cap is, is the, the last week of April. April, yeah. And you know they're they're kind of getting lost with the with the talk between Cap and the new X Men movie. First week of April. Oh, is it the first week of April? It's listed as expected April fourth, two thousand fourteen. Okay, that's what it is. I knew that I knew that they are pushing it up past the the or earlier than the May mm-hmm. launch that it seems to happen with every summer movie. I think at this point, release whenever you release a movie isn't. Uh, doesn't matter as much as the movie you, you release. I think that that whole thought process is completely gone because there's yeah, so many mm-hmm. people, there's so many there's so many theaters and so much access to them that you know releasing a film in the summer because you want the kids out of school or whatever. I don't think it matters. I mean, look at the movie like Frozen. Every, well, all the kids are still in school and you're you're still seeing a huge film. But it just you know, that May deadline. Dead no, I, I understand it. it, it came, but you know, I Star Wars and then all the others that came after. But I think the idea the, of it has completely gone by the wayside. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's obviously still look at even Star Wars. Mm-hmm. They're not opening in May. They're no. going to open in December. And really, I don't think Lucasfilm or Disney or J.J. Abrams really cares. Right. It's like whenever we release this film, people are going to go see it. Like, Which is weird. Because they could release that film in January or February, and oh yeah, it they, doesn't. It doesn't yeah, matter. Th- that type of film is is pretty much bulletproof. And almost all these films now, because there's so much for these films beforehand. Everything's based on that first weekend. You don't get those films that open. 
you don't have those people that show up at a theater and oh spider-man sold out what else is playing oh there's this kind of mid-level action film that they released in the middle of the summer let's go see that that doesn't happen anymore Hmm. it just it's gone they just go to another theater of course it's not even another theater it's you buy your tickets beforehand or more than likely amazing spider-man is playing on 12 of the 35 screens that are at your local cineplex Mm -hmm. this the days of theaters having four or five screens is completely gone Mm -hmm. to have films that are sold out you know we're living in the suburbs i haven't i haven't seen a film sell out in five years right i'm sure in you know more populous areas if you go down to city walk to see you know star wars the weekend it opens all of those theaters are going to be sold out well but you even by then tickets you know beforehand. they're going to have what they, i think city walk has like 20 screens or something mm-hmm. 19 of them are going to be star wars right so i think you used to release those films in the summer because you were trying to catch everyone who didn't see Return of the Jedi was like, oh, there's got to be something else playing. What else is here? What's on the marquee? All right, we'll go see that. But today, I mean, even now, you know, you can look at it an hour beforehand and it'll tell you that the movie's sold out. You're just not going. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not going to get in the car and drive down to, to your movie theater and realize, oh, the movie I was going to go see is sold out. I'm going to go see something else. So I don't think dates really, really matter. It's basically whenever you think your production schedule is going to be over, you might as well go ahead and release a film. Speaking of Star Wars, though, you know, when everybody thought that it was going to be coming out in May and you were going to have Celebration in April, everybody's like, oh, this is going to be so great. We'll get some footage and stuff like that. Now it's like, no, you have it. We're, we're having Celebration in April and you're not going to get the film until December. So there's going to be a lot. There, there's still going to be a lot of changes done to the movie after Celebration. I don't think they were going to show you that much Celebration anyway. I hope not. I, I really I didn't. Hope. I didn't really think they would because it's. You also got to remember it's Abrams doing right. it, right? And that's what I hope. I hope this he keeps is so it. scattershot. I yeah. doubt they're going to even show anything. If you'll get a little, made. you're, you're going to have to. Suits are going to are going to make you show some of it. Christopher Nolan's done this. If it was up to Christopher Nolan, he wouldn't have shown anything of any of the Batman films beforehand. I mean, he if it was up to him, he could be sitting in a chair going, "It's Batman, and I made it. You're going to see it in right. the end." And that's the type of thing that I would love. It's we've had this debate a number of times, and. I think the level of the, the rise of this, you know, cynical age is exactly at the same time of people seeing way too much, way too early. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the Internet's ruining movies and comics. I've said it for the last year and a half. It's well, just completely ruined it. Speaking about comics, Marvel made a really big announcement today with Matt Fraction. He's not going to be writing Inhuman now. And also what they're pushing it back till April. Yeah. For those of you that don't know, Inhuman is the next event from Marvel. Um, It stems out of their last event of Infinity. At the end of that event, um, Black Bolt releases a Terrigen Mist bomb and it washes over, I think, almost the entire eastern seaboard, if I remember the story correctly. He triggers it. He he, triggers it by destroying it. His voice triggers it and it destroys the city of, of, um, of Adelon where the Inhumans live. And there's now a huge number of Inhumans up and down the East Coast. And, Is it just so the East Coast or was it the world? I think it's I just thought it, I thought it went around the world, but I could be wrong. I don't exactly remember. I'm, try, I'm trying to remember because they, they did a one-shot right after called Inhumanity, which is supposed to set up Inhuman, right. and then Inhuman is the next big event. And yes, Matt Fraction was supposed to write it. The last event he wrote was Fear Itself, and it was revealed today that he is not going to write it. It's going to be Charles Soleil. 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 I think, yes, S-O-U-L-E, and I think there's a little... Mark right. on the E. Forgive my non-language. Fancy. Note. I can't say. Um, he was a good writer. He's a guy who's um, starting to write more and more books for Marvel. And he said this was one of the projects he's always wanted to do. That he really loved the Inhumans. But it is big to see. Matt Fraction is still a big name. He's he's got his own creator-owned books. Mm-hmm. Um, he's writing 
Hawkeye, which is one of the best critically received books. Um, But he was writing Fantastic Four and FF, and he didn't complete either of those. Uh, Both series are ending and relaunching, and he's actually listed as a co-plotter, I think, for the last couple of issues. Now, we should say that this isn't like when Morrison and them, you know, had their differences with DC and left, or left books and then left, you know, weren't working with the companies anymore. This he's still working with Marvel on other yeah. projects. Well, Morrison never left. Well, no, take okay. Morrison didn't. Yeah, more the, the the guys that left DC. That's that's a completely different issue. That's all stuff with editorial or whatever. This does not seem to be an editorial type of thing. Right. I think it's just, I think it's a creative decision on Fraction's part, saying I I'm not the right person to write this. I don't know. I haven't seen the news short of the announcement, right. and they didn't they didn't release it really any information except for that Soleil's doing it. And then they had an interview with Soleil. They haven't really said anything about why fraction has left, whether it's on his end, whether it's on Marvel's end, whether it's on the both of them right now, it's just all speculation and it really isn't worth doing. It's more focusing on what the actual news is. And it's the fact that fraction isn't writing it. Right. Um, and that it's, that it is delayed. It's delayed by three months, which is big because Marvel is releasing tie-ins. There's a lot of tie-ins for, Inhumanity, which is the one shot they just released that helps set this up, and they're going through a couple of other books. I know they're on Kenny X Men. Um, I think Hulk is is doing a small thing with it mm-hmm. as well, and Guardians. I think was supposed to. Do I think something. Guardians will do something with it as well. So we'll just see if if those issues, those comics that are the titles that are being tied in, if they remain on schedule, and we just don't see anything of inhuman up until the event or if it's something where maybe they're going to put something else out as sort of a filler to keep it in everybody's mind and it also wonders if it affects um their whatever their later event is if they follow the same trend that they did last year there was two yeah. there was two events last year mm-hmm. um they did uh, age of ultron early well, age of ultron was the april one and yeah then... and so they've, they've been doing instead of doing a summer event they're doing a um a spring and fall event you know mm-hmm. winter spring and then a fall winter event so We'll see if that affects a, wonder, a later event. If, even if there is, if there even is one, they haven't announced plans that anything past in human is is ready. So we'll see. Well, I'm glad that they're not just going to throw you know Inhuman out there and it not be what they want it to be. At least now they can have some time with it and you know really do it right. Let's just hope that it doesn't fall too far out of the minds of the comic book fans. Well, it's if it's if it's something where it's not if it's starting from scratch, then you know, we'll see where it goes. If it's a plot by Matt Fraction that's being written by Charles Soleil where he's adding things to it as well, then, you know, you have something that you can recover from. If you have to start over, you know, who knows if there's there's even pages penciled for it. The penciler's still on it. It's still Joe Madura. Yeah, the, everybody's staying um, the same. It's just Fraction is... The, the amazing thing is, is that the book is delayed and it's not Joe Matt's fault. <laughs> <laughs> is there anyone who follows comics who realize that's actually a big deal? Yeah. So, um... Um, I, God, I can't even believe I'm going to bring this up. So, Chris, while you've been gone, I've been being stalked, I guess. Harassed. Harassed, phone stalked by somebody claiming to be Nacho Man Dandy Savage. He sounds like he's the uh, the former wrestler Randy Savage. Yeah, I'm sure you've listened to the cast, so you've mm-hmm. heard him. But, well, apparently he's uh, sent me another... Apparently he's on his way. Yeah, the last the last one he was supposedly kick on Rich's his ass. way here from North Dakota to kick my ass. Okay. So, um, I so he's just like a, a traveler across the United States. Oh, I have no idea. Oh no, he wasn't a traveler until he decided he was going to leave 
to actually is he, is he on, a, is he on a quest you know like one of those he's uh, on a quest to come in apparently he's he, he's on a hobbit that, type quest what was, what was that karate karate tv show kung, kung fu, fu? The kung fu yeah <laughs> the legend continues exactly starring nacho that was Man. that was the second one you know that was the one where they brought it back that was when they brought the TV show back for it. That's where the legend continued, but originally right. it was Kung Fu. So anyways, here is Nacho Man's latest voicemail to me. I made it all the way down to Walla Walla, Washington, before the soles of my boots gave out. Now I'm sitting here in Alice's boot barn, as she fixes up the soles of my boots, so I can continue making my way down to Los Angeles to beat your ass, sorry, Rain. Yeah, that's right. I'm going to beat your ass so hard, it's going to be worse than the time where I beat Colonel Nasty at Rage in the Cage in 1985. Except this pay-per-view is going to be called Penis in Uranus. It's going to be out of this world. Oh, yeah, dig it. I mean- well, wow. Really? I mean, okay, first, there, there's so many things that... Well, let's, 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 let's break uh, this down. Let's, com- let's uh, Wait, so put this, this out. A- let's, let's hold on. You said that before he's coming from North Dakota. Yes, right. we figured out so how long it was. So he's gone from North Dakota to Walla Walla, Washington. Right, right. But he says he's coming down. Right. Yes. Okay, you realize that's just west. I guess, yeah. Actually, so would that be going like northwest? You know, because I think... Um, no, it's, it's North Dakota, so it's right on the Canadian oh, border as well. I mean, he might have come a little bit down, but he's not really traveling in a straight he may, line. He may have just gone straight towards the west coast and then it's just going to come straight so down. So he's going to make a big, a big L. He's going to take the five down all the way down to Los Angeles from that point. Okay, and he's walking. You, you got guess. this guy. You got this guy's itinerary. Right? I guess. Out yeah. for him, don't you? Okay. So then the next thing is the, the penis in the anus is going to be out of this world. What right, it sounds apparently. like he's trying to do is use the out of this world as a pun based on the Uranus. I guess. Yeah. But if you're in Uranus, then you're like underground. You're not really on the planet. Right. So it should be penis <laughs> on Uranus. But you see, this is the problem. This guy. He's not all there. I know, but know? we're trying. Let's let's try and correct him before <laughs> okay he calls again. So here here here's okay. something else that I caught this last time I listened to it. I don't think this guy's going to put up much of fight because well, he said. was fighting somebody in 1985 on a pay per view. Colonel Nasty, by the way. Okay, whatever. <laughs> Anyways, so what? He's he like 60, 70 now, maybe. Probably, yeah. Yeah, if what he was on a pay-per-view. Unless he was fighting when he was a teenager. I guess. Yeah. He could be 35, 45, somewhere around there. But here's the thing. is 85, a teenager? I mean, uh, he'd still be in his like 50s or 60s. 85. Yeah, he'd be close to 60 by this point. No, if, he was, if, he's, if he's a teenager at 85, he'd be 30 years? What's the minimum to be a wrestler? What's the minimum to be a wrestler on the pay-per-view? Just about 30 years. It's like 28 years. So. Okay, so he's like 45. What's the big deal? There you go. Because people are still in shape at 45. He's still Sylvester Stallone at 60. That guy's still ripped. Oh, yeah, because, you know, him and uh, he's gotta Robert beat De Niro. Up, he's got to beat up Bobby De Niro. <laughs> but I think this is the funny thing. Is this Maybe is the you first can time hire Bobby De Niro as his bodyguard. <laughs> Why would I hire him? He can be my trainer. Because. <laughs> Just because. But here's the thing. I think this is the first time that he's called you out by name. Like, okay. he's always talked about... Well, didn't the, last so time, didn't the last time I finally just say uh, I'm, I'm yeah, fine, you know? I think you pissed so me off last time. Again, let's, let's, let's try and catch up to speed with this because, you know. Because I don't want to waste any more time on this? Well, no. I, what exactly is the uh, is the beef here or the Slim Jim here? One of the I don't know. The first, the first <laughs> Slim Jim here. <laughs> that, one almost, that one almost slipped right past. <laughs> it's the beef. Well, apparently Slim the Jim. first... <laughs> voicemail was the least hostile of his voicemails. It was him talking about how he wanted to come down here. And Ethan show, really uh, likes this guy. And show us what t- 
talent really is because apparently we didn't have talent then. And then Rich started making fun of him, and then yeah, this, this, then, this, but this just sounds like speculation. So no one really knows what exactly he's upset about. Right? Maybe, maybe that's thing. So Nacho Man, what, what's what's Nacho Man? What Savage? Dandy, Dandy Savage. Dandy Savage. Yes. You're gonna get beat up by someone <laughs> named Dandy. Apparently. Wow. Okay. So Dandy Savage. The next time you call, we really we need some clear delineation and definition of what your problem is, because you know let's. I'm gonna try and be the moderator here. Let's let's we can talk <laughs> about this. We can we can solve our issues, can but we? we we need to know what the issue is. If you don't tell me what's wrong, I can't fix it. Mm. So, dandy, maybe that's the problem. <laughs> maybe I the love problem the look is. on your face when you say dandy. <laughs> the man's name is Dandy Savage. I know, right? Maybe and he's not just he if just he, doesn't know here's what the thing he's mad about. Maybe he's just mad at everything. But that's okay. Then let's we'll, we'll let's talk about what he's if he's mad at everything. Then he's not mad specifically at us. So why why take it out on us? Maybe he needs to go after somebody else. Maybe he can go beat up Justin Bieber or something. I thought maybe you know? it was because we didn't talk about wrestling on the show. No one wants to talk about wrestling on the show. <laughs> but you see, by the way, boys and girls, wrestling fake. But here's the thing: oh. if he shows up with one of those nacho hats, though. That would be awesome. Oh no, that I'm his friend. Oh, I'm all man, over that. No, we, we were wondering so if he was going to show up with like a, a cheese head, you know, like a Green Bay Packers cheese head. No, I'm talking about the nacho hat, like the sombrero that has the nachos oh, yeah. right in the middle. Because I'll the chip and just yeah, dip I'll it in wear the that while he destroys rain. I'll just like whatever his well, Uranus, Pluto, Jupiter, wherever <laughs> he wants to kick his ass. You'll that's just fine. I think nachos. the consensus, dude, nachos is, are amazing. The consensus, I want nachos now. That Travis and I really want to see this guy come here just to beat the crap out of Rich. I appreciate that. No problem. Anytime. Have you ever seen Travis and Nacho Man in the same room? I have not. See, that's the thing. Is because Travis Travis hasn't been here live in a while. He's, oh, right? that's right. Travis is a voiceover artist. Mm-hmm. It's just like with me. So that's who I thought I'm not maybe saying it was. I'm Batman, but I'm saying Batman and my, me never seen in the same room together. See, I thought it, I thought maybe it was Chris because he hadn't been here. Uh, I got no I got no time to. Why would I call myself Dandy Savage? <laughs> Savage, Savage, whatever. It's French. Yeah, please don't sue us. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, Ethan but if he's French, why is it nachos? I don't right. know. Shouldn't it be like brie just, or something? Well, I don't my, know. My I don't know French was, food. My question was: He was at a nacho festival in North Dakota. What's wrong they, with that? They get crazy with their nachos up in North Dakota. Dude, nacho, nachos are a universal food now. <laughs> I mean, it has its origins in the Hispanic culture, but come on, everyone, everyone goes. Like, once you start like throwing like chicken and buffalo sauce and stuff on it, that's no longer, you know, Spanish a staple nacho. of the a staple of the Mexican people. I'm sorry, it's <laughs> Ethan was trying to give him a uh, a catchphrase like "snap into a cheese it" is what he came up with. <laughs> yeah, why am I on this podcast? I know, right? I don't know. Why are you? I want nachos. That's why I want it. <laughs> I'm hungry too. So can we stop talking about this guy for a little bit, please? Uh, as soon as someone gives me some damn nachos, <laughs> let's see. That's what you'll have him do. That's how he's going to get you on his side. But anyways, you got, if he has nachos, I'm on his side. I'm on the side of anybody with nachos. So if he heard, gives Rich, or if he gives Chris nachos, Chris will help him beat your ass. No, 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 no. I will no? eat the nachos while he, I might give him pointers. We you know, like kick him in the junk, or he's got a bum knee, or something like that. Throw him a little, pull his ponytail, whatever. Someone we need to stop giving this guy airtime. I only nope. brought it up this time because Chris has not been here. But well, here's the thing: you control the audio. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I mean, I can call you all I want and leave you nasty messages, but you don't have to play them. That is true. That's what. That's what. Now I know why I'm not on this. I'm too logical. <laughs> so I um, still feel like the this is the last, not the last time we've heard from him. Is it the last time or not the last <laughs> time? Which one? Which one is it? It is not the is last time. 
What? Try to figure that out. <laughs> Diagram that sentence. So uh No, it is not the last time that we heard. Not not it is it is not no, is the it, last it, not is time. Yes. So anyways I think what Ethan's trying to say is we expect to hear from Nacho Man Dandy Savage next week. Oh, did you know that I have a drinking game made after me? I'm trying to change the subject, but yes. That's not surprising. Apparently I say so anyways a lot and it became a drinking game. Oh god, do you ever? I know. It's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> that was right. So anyway, anyway. so oh, anyways, I, oh, I wonder if I have. I wonder if I have that same thing. I know we'll probably hear about it. I probably got some weird thing that well, probably the number of times I said nachos. <laughs> you, dr- if you drink every time I say nachos in the last two minutes, you would actually have alcohol poisoning and be right. dead. Mix that unless you're unless anyway. you're eating nachos with it because that would absorb some of the alcohol. What if the nacho was an alcoholic nacho cheese? <laughs> <laughs> now somebody out there's gonna make that. <laughs> like somebody has it. <laughs> That's true. My friends used to just say like beer, huh? Let's just figure out you know what? If we pour beer on burgers and then flash fry them, they'll be fine. Exactly. So anyways, back in Nerd World, there's uh Warner Brothers and DC Comics have been you know, secretly putting out this new film that is I not guess, so secret. Not so secret, yeah. You know, Batman versus Superman, which is supposedly being the sequel to Man of Steel. But it seems more like it is the Justice League movie. Cause oh, I think it's them trying to set up <sighs> a I don't Justice League movie. I don't think it's for them trying to set it up. I think they're actually trying to do it right now. Because they've already hired Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. which, uh, what did we say her name was? Gail, or, uh, Gal, Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot. Like Waiting for Gadot. Yes, the Irish-French. Like either of you would know. Or the Irish. I know Irish. What, I know wow. I know what Waiting for Gadot is. I mean the Israeli The Israeli-French, right? thank you, model who... Has been in the last few Fast and Furious films. Has been cast as Wonder Woman. Yeah. 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 You don't like that. I would. So you're like. I would prefer Jamie Alexander. Yeah. That okay. Wasn't happen. Let's just stop right there. You're never gonna get Jamie Alexander. No. Second thing, you haven't seen a single second of footage with this woman. I you know. have no clue. No, I'm not saying that I'm. I'm this totally is the against it. I just said. You just that's said not you were choice. against it. No, I didn't say I was against. You it. did. I you did. went eh. I said eh, as in I had another preference. But I'm not. I'm not downplaying her. It's shot. just. It's just the whole Ben Affleck thing again, with Batman. Yes. So apparently they're also rumored to be casting Nightwing and Martian Manhunter for the film as well. So yeah, it does really feel starting. It's starting to feel like they are putting out, um, Justice League. Although Chris, you did make a point the other day when we were talking about this that I kind of after I thought about it started thinking maybe that's what they might be doing is if it is truly Batman versus Superman Batman could be recruiting other people to try to take down Superman yeah that that was my guess is that it's at some point in the film um, you know we have the classic uh, hero versus hero in comic books is usually based off of a misunderstanding mm-hmm. you know it's Superman fighting Batman for the first time because Batman misunderstands something Superman does or he's set up Right. One way that there's a number of ways you can get into it, and it, it almost becomes a you know a recruitment drive to from both sides to try and put together a team that may be able to take down the other person. Mm-hmm. Um, what whatever the story is, they're obviously throwing a lot of characters into it. The fear is that they're trying so desperately to pick to play catch up that they're going too fast, and who knows how big of a role it is. I mean, we've you know, you guys have talked about 
the upcoming X-Men film, right. which has <laughs> 3,643 characters. Every X-Men ever made. So many of those characters are probably going to be cameos or very small roles with mm-hmm. maybe a line or two, you know, along yep. the lines of Colossus in X2. Right. He has one line, he stands up, he gets shot, and that's the end of it. You never see him again. But they made a big deal about the fact that Colossus is in the film. It's maybe the same thing here. We may just get a glimpse of Martian Manhunter. We may just get a glimpse of Nightwing. It may be something where it's just Dick Grayson in the background of, uh, you know, Wayne Manor. Right. And you kind of know, you know, maybe he's playing with the the, the nightsticks. The, I can't remember the, the term for those those things now that he uses. Um, and the same thing with Martian Manhunter. I mean, you may just get a detective named John Jones and you know who he is. Uh, so who knows? I mean, it, it's so far away. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't even think there's a completed script yet. The no, they've been shooting. They've been doing some But shooting. the only thing with shooting is it's not full production. The only thing they did with the shooting was because right. they took advantage of the fact that college football was going on because they used that stadium and they put people in it. Right. But well, they outside shot, of that scene, there really isn't much being shot. They've shot one other scene which supposedly takes place at the Kent's farm, but that's been it. Yeah, so it's it's you can shoot. I mean, heck, Lucas shot a scene for episode three when he shot episode two because he knew I have one shot Right. Of Obi-Wan holding the babies on Tatooine and I'm already here. So there you go. Mm-hmm. And that's it. So it may just be, you know, we know this one scene is going to be in this one. scene, And who knows? They may never make it to the final film if they still are working on working on scripting. So, you know, obviously they have enough of a script to know the characters that they want, but they haven't really started to shoot anything. And we don't really know anything. And again, it's just all speculation, which is you know right. what all of this is. But what they have done really well is keep people talking about it. I think that's the biggest point. Right. I, and I think that's the point, like we said, of, of getting information out there when talking about Amazing Spider-Man showing too much or, or the information that came from it. Who knows how many of these other characters that are coming out, these members of the Sinister Six or what have you, are actually going to be big parts of the film or if they're just going to show up in the end. You may not see the Green Goblin until the final minute of the film. Right. You know, talking about it with friends and, and, and other people, you know, we thought that one of the, what would have been one of the coolest things to do is to have the final shot of Amazing Spider-Man be him faced off against not only Electro and Rhino, who he's been facing for the entire film, but then the other four of the Sinister Six. You know, the Green yeah. Goblin, Sandman, um, Scorpion, and I'm missing someone. No, no, you missing. did the same thing last time. Yeah, I did the night. same time. Scorpion. Too. No, I had No, Scorpion. you said Scorpion. So you said... It was gr- it's Green Goblin, Vulture. Electro... Which one? Vulture. Vulture. And because like, they've already shown in the trailer, they showed ox wing, or ox legs and vultures. Ox wings. the one I was missing. Ah, instead of instead of a scorpion. scorpion usually, yeah, I mean it, it, it's a rotating cast, but one, one way or the other, if that would have been really cool, if you didn't know it was coming, and that may be all it is. You may see the Green Goblin for less than two minutes. You may see mm-hmm. Martian Manhunter in quote unquote Man of Steel two, which I think they've already pretty much thrown that out the window. It's like this isn't really a Man of Steel sequel. It's just the next film that Superman will be in. Well one of the things they did say with it was that they were going to touch on why, you know, Superman ended up killing Zod and the aftermath of that. Spoiler alert. Gee. Well, who knows just if that's gonna stay and if that is actually kidding. you know uh but you know, other D C uh did you did you finally watch the mid season finale of Arrow? I have not watched the mid-season finale of Arrow. The last one I watched was the one with Barry Allen. Well, Barry Allen, Barry Allen was in the last two. The first one with Barry Allen was the only one I've seen. Okay, because the last one of Barry... So the yeah, last I'm one a terrible nerd. I'm way behind, but that's... Well, we don't go into it. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't watched it um, either. But the, what did you think of the actor playing Barry Allen? Do you think he can hold his own show as like the central character? 
I think he'd be fine. I mean, the the character is written to be much younger than Barry Allen was when he originally right. Um, when he originally his first origin, it, it seemed like he was a much older gentleman. This kid's you know obviously just past being a teenager. If he's past uh, being a teenager, yeah. At I mean, all. Uh, the actor's name is Grant Gustin. He uh, is it Gustin or Guston? Let's just Guston. keep going with the French thing, right? Well, he he started out on the Glee project. The, uh, that reality show where you know you go on seeing an act and the Glee cast decides if you're welcome, you know, good enough to be on, I guess, like a cameo spot on the ro- show. Out of the three of us, you're the only one who would know that. I sh- I did some research on it I'm to make sure. sure. Yeah, I'm sure. Because he was Re- also on 90210, research. which I didn't pay attention to either. Yeah, 90210 and research. But, huh? but my worry is when I watched him acting as Barry Allen is if he's going to be able or be strong enough to be the lead in his own show. I again not seeing a lot of it of him. I guess it, it it all depends on how your scripting is. I'm sure if you looked at Stephen Amell, if he did some small role a year and a half ago or two years ago, you may have had the same question: like, can he hold an entire show? Sure. And obviously, he he can. He's been great in it, and you know he's been able to play a wide range of emotions more so than I think you'd give you you may have given him credit for to start with. Um. So it, it's it it's it's really based on how it's written, how it's presented. The you supporting know, cast. The support. Yeah, you're gonna have the supporting cast, and and it's it feels like, especially with it that again, only seeing half of it, but with his type of character, it may be something where it's a little more fun. One of the things that the, mm-hmm. the one of the problems with Arrow was the first half of that first season just has it's just completely dour. I mean, right. It's just so heavy-handed and, and it's just nothing fun and, and you know ollie was terrible because it's like he's never having any fun at all we understand he's really serious and all so it may be if it's this guy trying to learn how to use his powers you know of being a young hero almost being a sense of what dc in the comics world did with kyle rayner when he received the ring right the green lantern ring where they changed it from you know hal jordan was very serious but he was also you know was really good at what he's doing kyle rayner's just like hey this is the coolest thing ever but i don't know what the hell i'm doing yeah and that, i think that'll be part of it uh, and, and i can kind of see that with that character with the character they've created for the from the show mm-hmm. um but man i tell you what dc is really talking about putting a lot of programming out on on Prime time network television shit stations. Well, it's the well, only it's about thing. Time too. Well, I don't know if it's about time. It's just the sense that it's something that they've been successful with in the past to to some degree. I mean, everybody has their failures, but you know they had a Flash TV series a number of years ago mm-hmm. that did well. You have the Adventures of Lois and Clark, which you know whether you liked it or not, it was successful at its time. But that and really, really saw, wasn't a comic book movie. But it's, a it's, it's it's based off of uh, there's well, I mean, more yes. Superman in it than there was in yes, Smallville. You're right, you're right. He was in costume a lot more than he was and in Smallville. Almost every single episode has to deal with Superman saving the day. So right. that that it's a comic book show. It's, it was a different sensibility and it was a different vibe than the comic that was out at the time, but it is a comic book show and right. it was massively successful for its time. Smallville massively successful when it started. Mm-hmm. Um They've had success in that arena, so go with what you know. And obviously, Arrow's done very well. Shaky start in my eyes, you know, in terms of of my reaction to it. The first half of the first season was terrible. The second half, of the first season was amazing. Right. I enjoyed this season a lot. I th- this second season, I, I've enjoyed. So they've much done a more. really good job of of introducing characters and the tweaks that they've made to them. You understand? Okay, so Barry Allen's a little younger. That's fine. And, right. But even in this. The only thing that they've taken from Barry Allen is that he's a forensic scientist and what happened with his father. So the, the characters, mother. that they mother, um, 
Well, no, but he's trying to prove his father's innocence. Right, right, that's right. That's what I'm talking yes, about. Yes, yes. That father was part. Of, yeah, that was part of Barry's original origin, I believe. Was right. That's what. That's why he became a forensic scientist was to prove his father's innocence. Whatever. Right. Um, Which they, they even kept part of the story where, well, because you haven't seen it yet, but you know they they kept all, almost all of his origin story from the comics in the show. Yeah, and I mean the origin story for Ollie is is the same, except that they've they've tweaked it to a certain degree. He spends a lot more time on the island. The original well, comic, he's on the island alone. But you don't. But yeah, even that, you 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 get a sense that he's on the island alone, but you don't know what he did for that whole five years. Yeah, it, it's it's they've done a good job of what they've added has really worked in my eyes. Uh, it, it just it's been really good. So going forward, if you have those type of people, I think you're going to be successful. You know, it, it, same thing as if if the guys who created and, and ran Smallville for the first couple of seasons, anything else that they did. It was worth checking out. It was mm-hmm. worth giving it a shot because you knew that there was quality there. There's quality here, so why not? And I know they've got some other stuff on the slate as Which well. Which the other stuff really isn't. I mean, they're they're a comic book, but they're not superhero, you know, based. You, look, you have Constantine, I Zombie, Our Man, um, and Agents. I mean, uh, Gotham. Well, each one, when, when the ones that they've chosen, yes, you don't choose something like Green Lantern because it's massively expensive. Right. You can't do it week to week very well. Even Superman, there's a reason. They can sit there and say, you know, no tights, no flight for the longest time because, oh, it's a character choice. No, it's because it's expensive. Right. It's massively expensive to do week after week. Gotham is, be in, is a procedural. iZombie will be... Well, Gotham, a, Gotham will be kind of easier to do because... you. You're you're grounding it in a city. That's what I'm saying. It's a procedural. It's a right. cop drama. It's oh, a cop yeah. drama that happens to be instead of going and trying to find, you know, the guy who kidnapped the little girl. The guy who kidnapped the little the little girl is Killer Croc. Right. You know, something along those lines. It'll be um, uh, silent. Uh, yeah. Our man, he gets. You know, his his powers are are based in something that's cheap to do. It's you know super strength mm-hmm. or what have you. Um, Constantine is a supernatural show. The, that one that one be a little bit more expensive. Because but at the same time. They've been successful with supernatural shows on their network. Sure, you know, so it's, it's well. This stuff is also going to be that fits. one's going to be on NBC. Oh yeah, that's true. Okay, so producers have been right successful, whatever. But I mean, it's it's a genre that's going to fit. That's the thing is that if they're on different networks, then you're not going to get to the point, you know, like what Marvel's doing with Netflix, where you have something in its own universe. Right. Um, that seems to me to be a missed opportunity. Even if you don't do anything with it, you'd like to have that that is still available to mm-hmm. you and you won't if you're doing it in, in, in this way. So I'm, uh, let's see. DC's but I'm sure using, CW doesn't want to do, you know, DC all week. Well, yeah, the, I mean, iZombie, you're going to have on, on, uh, on CW, you're going to have iZombie, Arrow and Flash on Fox. You're going to have Gotham and on NBC. I think it's going to be our man and Constantine. So you know they're using all the networks except for CBS and ABC. And ABC is obviously owned by yeah. ABC Disney, is not so. going to do anything. Um, but do you think here's the thing with it though? You got to remember they're also all pilots. There's no guarantee any of this right. is going to get to. We all thought there was going to be a Wonder Woman show, and right. there wasn't. Um, if know, all of these shows come on, and then you have Agents of Shield and whatever else that you know Marvel decides to put out with ABC, do you think that there's going to be too much? There already television? is too much. They're already too much in terms of superhero. And then books. you add on to that the Netflix stuff, too. Mm-hmm. You're, you're going to reach a point in saturation where it, it's going to fall off. They've talked about this when um, <laughs> Crack.com, of all places, did a fantastic article talking about 2015 being what's going to break mm-hmm. movies completely because there's just too much. There's only so many eyeballs. There's only so many dollars. Right. There's only so many people. And, yes, you went from 35 years ago having a small niche 
audience mm-hmm. that enjoyed comic books and comic book type movies to a mainstream audience that isn't even reading comics but enjoys that type of storytelling, right. there's still going to be a point where it's going to break. You can list all of these shows, and I'll guarantee you a third of them are going to fail within a year. Sure. I mean, you even looked at something like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which should have started on these gonzo numbers, and it did, and then it dropped mm-hmm. off the face of a cliff within three weeks. Because if you don't put out quality, but also I think there's some of it of, I'm, I don't want to see this every single week. Right. I don't want to see... I've already committed to so many different things. There's quality television that falls by the wayside because there's just only so much time that right. you can devote oh, yeah. to this type of stuff. You know, I'm behind on this. I'm behind on Sleepy Hollow because there's I, only uh, so many hours that I can put into. I'm, you know, doing work, trying to read comics. I'm a sports nut as well, trying to watch hockey, doing whatever, and then also season, trying yeah. to find, yeah, and also trying to find time for this thing. In, and something's going to fall by the wayside. So again, it depends on. How much of this is actually going to reach but the right air? Right now is a good time because everything's on hiatus, so you have till jan- mid January to get caught up on all these shows. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, <laughs> um, so you, I mean, you haven't you you aren't caught up on Agents of Shield. I'm not. Again, why am I on this podcast? Um, <laughs> I'm not caught up on Agents of Shield either. Uh, I think I'm two weeks behind. You're not too, so you're not too far behind on that. No, it's either and two it or mean, three. It, so, in your opinion, has it gotten better or worse? Or it's gotten better, but I know people are saying the last two or three or whichever ones I've missed have even gotten even better. Um, the mid-season finale made me want to come back, and that's what And, I, and I've do. heard that from other people where, you know, the, one of my friends on Facebook, his, his post was just that night was Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. finally. Right. Um, I still think Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is a gigantic missed opportunity because mm-hmm. there's no real villain. They haven't really used superpowers to any degree, right. uh, in my eyes, satisfactory. And again, I still pretty much hate everybody in the plane, <laughs> except for except for uh, Ming-Na Wen's character and maybe Agent Coulson, who I still contend is not the type of character to run a show. Right. Um Captain America Jr. to me, whatever. Ward, the, the two, uh, he needs to me. Ward is the worst. It's le- he's we- gotten he's gotten a little more interesting, but when you start with a character who's an archetype already, uh-huh. one of the reasons the characters are archetypes is because you don't do much with them, right? And they really painted him into a corner that now that you know he's trying to expand a little bit by playing with Miss Doe eyes or what have you. You're not believing it because you've been watching for a third of the season where he's just a brick wall. And right. then all of a sudden he's like, I'm a brick wall, but I have feelings. Have, Whatever. Have you noticed, though, in the episodes you've watched that they've cut his fight scenes differently now? Yeah, because the, f- that, the first couple of fights. Oh, my God. You want to talk <laughs> about, One of the things when I watched Kung Fu the second time <laughs> is the fight scenes in it were just like shot at a really, really, really slow motion because mm-hmm. David Carradine was old. Ancient. Um, what was that? I have no idea. It's him I've channeling been, his chi. Yes. Oh, center. Uh, yeah, his his fight scenes. I always go back to the 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 Malta episode where they're on the island or what have you. In the in oh the, yeah, that fight scene when he Look. say when he saves her after she jumps out of the thing and it's like oh she jumps into a pool. I wonder why that happened. Right. And then he's fighting. Some, I mean, it it looks like a tai chi class. It was a safe place to land. It was yeah. No, it, it looks like it, it looks like a tai chi class. It's just really slow movements of their arms moving, and then like, oh, I'm going to block you now. Okay, I have blocked. It looks like they're blocking out a fight, and uh-huh. they shot it, and they're like, you know what? We can't afford to really shoot this, so we're just going to try to speed it up a little. That's what it. But looks no, like it's done. It's done much much better. Um, the the last couple feel much more so. Like my biggest complaints. I, I've been I've watched the blacklist, and the first half of the blacklist felt more like a shield episode or shield show should have felt like 
than S.H.I.E.L.D. did. The right. action was better. The characters were better. The archetype character in it of the FBI agent, who's kind of an a-hole, isn't supposed to lead the show. Right. He's the foil to everything. Um, th- the most interesting character out of all the episodes I've seen is Melinda May, uh-huh. and they don't do anything with her. Right. You know, and it, it, she's she's the, the kind of classic sidekick that always comes in and saves the day, but she's the one that has really the most interesting backstory. She's, she's got... The she's two got- Fobbits... Please, uh, I say, throw I, them out the plane. I enjoy. I I, I think that if they would have made that as one character instead of two, it would. I been think if they would have made it as one character, if they would have had them speak in a language and a volume that you could actually hear, instead of sort of like this, and then they're talking about this, and, and you don't understand anything they're talking about. Like I, the technical jargon doesn't mind doesn't phase me at all. I watch Star Trek, and sure. you know it's all made up crap, and right, it's like right, okay, right. I get it, I get what it's supposed to be. This is the first couple episodes. Like I don't even know what they're talking about. Yeah, and, and then they were talking on top of each other. They're talking on top of each other, and they're not. And it's not the accent. I'm, it, let me be clear. It's not the accent. It's the fact that they can't speak. Right. They can't enunciate correctly, or or to a, or clearly not correctly. Clearly is the word I'm looking for. Uh, again, got a little better. The episode where they go to Russia, uh-huh. there's a little bit there. Well, to me, the, but it's still the, the sort of thing they're going to. The Russian episode is one of the things that I said. The the point of the hub and shield being not necessarily, you know, again, authority's bad for you. They're always trying to kill you, whatever. But it was still a lot more interesting than them being in Russia because the bad guy is just soldiers with guns. Right. You, you don't even really get a sense of why this group is trying to do what they're doing. Mm-hmm. There's nothing with the bad guys there. The most, it, the bad guy in the first episode, you don't see anything for him. The bad guy bring in the second in and third of, episode. Bring in some of the, you know... The there he- isn't an overarching heroes villain. villains from the comic books. But you also, you don't see what... You never get anything from the from the villain's perspective because there's no villain going forward. Right. We go back to Arrow. We see scenes with Merlin and um, Moira. Right. And you get a sense of what they're doing, why they're doing it, why it's bad. Um, the, the, the general on the island. Right. You see scenes with him that Ollie isn't there. Yes. So you get the perspective. You are an omnipotent viewer. You don't get that in Shield. Right. You just get everything okay, is you, from it's their everything from their from their I mean, perspective. And there's a right way to do it. There, there but have your been a characters scenes, have to be a hell of a lot more interesting. But not enough. It's nothing. Right. Versus, you know, there's the first one with the when the guy saves the the scientist, and then they're in the hospital, and she's like, "Why did you save me? Why did you mm-hmm. come back? Whatever it was." But again, this, they never really followed up on it. Right. And everything. And I don't know if they've got again not seeing the other two. You're two episodes, first episode, second episode, third episode in, whatever, when the doe-eyed chick is texting and, you know, it's like, I'm in. Right. Maybe they addressed it with the guy, the, her boyfriend who gets whatever. No, they drip. That, that was that's the last just, thing yeah, they it's like it. completely, It's completely gone. Yeah. And it makes no sense not to be there anymore because that was a huge part of it. That could have been a really char- a good character development, too. but Because you know, they completely dropped everything with the red tide and all that stuff. So I have a feeling they're going to have to go to a villain or hero of the week and bring them in it's not a it's not a villain of the week thing because you, you can you can fall into that trap it's the trap that smallville fell into for a little while mm-hmm. where it was just like okay which super powered villain is going to fight clark and then lose his memory right you're superman bonk on your head i don't remember who he is um but if you have an organization that is actively uh opposing shield or you know, there's there's a very easy MacGuffin sort of thing. I know we talked about it at one point of you have an alien invasion. You reveal that the aliens have been here for a while, that they sent scouts or whatever. There's alien tech all over the world. Right. And 
AIM or Roxxon or some other corporation that you come up with have hired these people and they're going to go find it. Well, mm-hmm. S.H.I.E.L.D. sends this group out to stop them. You have, uh, you know, we said the idea of a, almost like a next wave sort of thing where this group is a rogue group, almost an A-team group that's been right. un- unfairly accused of something and they're on the run trying to expose corruption within S.H.I.E.L.D. You know, that that would have been something for me. There's no mm-hmm. over-arc outside of the characters and the characters aren't strong enough to care about. The only over-arc really, I mean, other than the fact of trying to figure out who has been, you know, creating the... the uh, centipede thing uh, the only over arc is yeah, and that, what happened to Coulson and that's that centipede thing is so small right outside of one or two little pieces um, X-Files did this the right way where within a season you had a very conspiracy heavy you know the overarching conspiracy mm-hmm. you had or mythology heavy episode and then another one and then you had Monster of the Week, Monster of the Week, and then a, a mythology, and then right. Monster of the Week, and then Monster of the Week. You don't get that here. You know, you get, oh, there's a little piece of it in this, but it's really a Monster of the Week episode, but it's kind of connected to the centipede. And then there's one like, oh, there's a little bit more of the centipede here, but it really doesn't have anything to do with it. And then there's the one where it's like, oh, hey, we don't know any of these people, these freedom fighters that are with us, and we throw them on our plane, and we keep them armed, and oh, goodness, they take over. It's just some dumb writing in the beginning of that. Yeah. The one thing that does bother me with this show really bad each week is each week they have to mention Captain America or Thor or Iron Man or something like to say, hey, guess what? We are still part of that universe. I actually think that's smart, but they need to do... It needs to be not so blatant. It, it's... If you're, in, I think if you're in a world in which you've recently discovered these people kind of here, Iron Man within this world is what five years old, if that. Sure. Thor's even the 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 widespread knowledge of Thor is even shorter. Right. The um, battle, the, the heroes of New York is what they call you know. Yeah, they call and the it's Avengers a lot of it's times. what like an hour or now it's like a year removed from it. Yeah, something like that. Um, I think. That type of presence in a realistic situation would be so heavy, especially with an organization that's worked with every single one of them and mm-hmm. knows, you know, Coulson knows every single one of them on some sort of personal level. Right. That I can see that being a part of their nearly everyday mm-hmm. discussion, but to do it in a way that's really silly. Right. That's what that's where it kind of bothers you. Right. You know, so I think you could do more with it. I think it's more of, you know, using it as we know that there are super powered beings on our world. Mm -hmm. We don't know where they're from necessarily. We don't know what they're going to do. And that's that was kind of what was supposed to be the focus of the show. We're we're going to go find we have a guy who has superpowers. We need to go find out what he's doing. Right. And what, you know. We're the ones that get sent because if Shield shows up with a whole bunch of trucks and a bunch of planes or whatever, that guy's going to lash out. Yeah. Instead of having Coulson go up there and like, I've met guys like you. I met the guy who built the Iron Man suit, and mm-hmm. we didn't know what he was going to do. I met the guy who has a gigantic hammer, can call lightning down, and faced some gigantic <laughs> metal thing that destroyed an entire town. Sorry, and I'm said being very juvenile right now. <laughs> I've met the guy with the really big hammer. Okay, sorry, I had to get that out. If you can't see that, I am face palming. <laughs> face bombing? Palming. Palming. 
Bombing, Sorry. like taking Bombing. a bunch of bomb and just putting it on my That's what I thought. Sorry, I just... Uh, go on. Anyway, I don't even remember where it was. Okay, good. So, um, Christmas is next week. A little over a week, I guess. Why are you reminding us? God. I know. Poor Christmas. Oh, that's right, because you're working Target. I guess... Uh, can we say that? I guess we can, because we've said it before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> both you guys have got it rough right now. Um, So... I don't think having it rough is even quite adequately describing what it is. Okay, so besides... Well, I did Target for a number of years, so I'm not as bad off in the work situation, but it's just the uh, realizing, holy crap, I still have stuff that I have to buy and a tree I still have to finish putting up and so on <laughs> and so forth. So besides of all the rough, hus- rush, hustle, and bustle that's going on, I wanted to ask you guys what your best memories were, you know, about what, what was the coolest nerdiest thing you got for Christmas, Ethan? This should be pretty easy with Ethan. If he says Last of Us, the video game, I'm walking <laughs> out. Well, you know, <laughs> when I got first got my PlayStation Three, you know, you um, your Nacho Man commemorative cups or <laughs> plates. No, those are still in the mail. Actually, I'm waiting on those. No, I remember. I think I was maybe like six or seven, and I got a. Ghostbusters proton pack. I remember that was the coolest thing. That's pretty you know, cool. That I got in one year, and uh, like it, it had it was the full on like plastic one with you know like how they uh-huh. had made them back in like the late eighties, early nineties, and a huge like styrofoam tube as the as the beam, so you go around smacking people in the face. With it. Did you get your friends together and cross the beam <laughs> to see what happens? Wow! Yes, I knew did. that was coming. <laughs> Chris, what's your goal? Mm. I mean, I, for me, it's very hard to narrow down one, or, you know, or a couple. What, what, what do you think? One of the well, I think the, the the Christmas I remember. I mean, it was like there's nerd stuff all over the place, but the thing I remember because I was a big GI Joe guy, and there was the year that both the Tomahawk helicopter, Joe Copter, and the Night Raven, the Cobra Super plane came out in the same year, and I asked for both and. My parents were very much like, you know, you, you know, Christmas, you might be disappointed. And, and I knew, like, they only picked one. So then I was like, i, I got to spend all January trying to figure it out, trying to figure out how I'm going to afford to buy the other one. But both of them were there, and they're both huge. I mean, the, the toys out there now, you go down the toy aisle, and almost nothing is right. near that size anymore unless it's right when a movie opens. Um, Which, by the way, I just saw the uh, uh, Avengers hair, aircraft carrier. Mm-hmm. Or the helicarrier mm-hmm. for thirty nine at uh, oh yeah it's at there's Ross or Mar- uh, yeah, yeah. Marshalls anyway uh, so that year was the big because like those are two of my favorite toys that I ever I I think I use the the I use the tomahawk every day for like the next year that thing was <laughs> one of my favorites so that year you know in terms of like being completely selfish that was probably the one the one year that I remember getting something that just like blew my mind away i think for me one of the coolest ones was one year right after empire came out when the new toys hit i got the adat the snow play sets that had like the, you know the the turret and everything and <clears throat> like almost every one of the uh the hoth characters and it snowed on christmas day so i got to go outside and put them all in the snow and build build the battle of hoth for those of you that have just figured it out, no, 
R.A. Rain did not grow up in Southern California. I know, right? <laughs> it snowed on Christmas Day. That's not snow. So either that or uh, my brother-in-law just gave me uh, the Sideshow Batman, um, you know, the uh, Dark Knight Yeah, but it's not Christmas and, yet. That doesn't count. And the, uh, the, the Joker 2.0. I, want, I wanted the Adat so bad. Like, my parents couldn't afford the Adat. I got most of the other snows. And I remember that Christmas, too, because I remember uh, getting both of the, both the turret playset and the one that had that bridge on it that fell apart. Like the trenches or whatever, dude. That thing was my favorite because so fire was like the best. Yeah. All right, I, and I know I'm before I even ask this question, I know what Chris's answers for this is going to be. But what is the one gift that you always wanted that you never got, Ethan? If you say Last of Us, I'm working out. <laughs> well, it was that time when I had my PlayStation. <laughs> oh, God. No, to be honest with you, um, and to be honest with you, I'm spoiled. I get everything I want, so I can't really think of anything that I've asked for that I haven't gotten. So I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be something you asked for. Was there something that you like you really wanted to get? But even knowing, you know, there's no way I'm getting this, but this would be the coolest thing if someone, you know, what, what did what did Santa not bring you? I can't even think about it. I mean. <laughs> I, don't, I mean, it, 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 that's what you get for not believing in Santa, right? Yeah. Can I say what yours is? It's not what you think it is. It's not the USS flag. No, because no. I knew I was never going to get the flag. It was it was the Atta. Oh, okay. I thought I thought there was an outside chance of getting the Atta. The flag I knew the first time I saw the flag and showed it to my mother. She just no. Yeah. Um. Uh. The flag. I I think it would be the, it would be the Atta. Could be the shuttle Tidarium too. That's that's mine. That's the one I always wanted. Yeah, shuttle Tidarium one because the, the, the worst thing with it is I had a friend who had the Adat, I had a friend who had the shuttle Tidarium, and I had a friend who had the flag. Mm -hmm. So I was at least able to experience them through others. The one thing I've never gotten to play with is the Defiant set for GI Joe the Space oh, Shuttle. Oh right, right, right. That would be the one. Like I thought at one point there was like an outside shot of the, of getting the the Defiant the second year that it was out, and now it's even. The time, what twenty times more expensive than it was back then? Oh yeah, <laughs> but even I mean, you look at you look at the the prices back then. The flag was well over a hundred dollars. Yeah, and the, the Republic, uh, the Republic cruiser, the the gunship, the attack gun, uh -huh. that thing's like a hundred and twenty bucks. Like, look know, at the right? size of that thing. That's nothing. <laughs> I know. How can you how can you charge that? I actually the at the thing <laughs> the wing of the Adit though is when they re released it two years ago, three years ago. Yeah. When they kind of redesigned some of it and they released it, I was actually able to pick it up cool. because now that I have a job, I can spend my money on all the crap I didn't get. When I didn't I was a get kid. the shuttle Tiberian either time it came out. I didn't, and the worst thing is my friend Justin, who had the shuttle, mm -hmm. his mom at one point goes in his room and just says, "You're done with toys," and throws away everything, including his shuttle. Oh, and he had called me like the next day. He's like, "Oh, so my mom threw out the shuttle," and I'm like, "Why didn't Why? you tell me?" I would have ran over that and grabbed it. Oh, I was so mad. The only other thing that I really wanted that I never got was the uh, was the sand skiff from uh, Return of the Jedi. You know, the one where Luke goes out and he's on the... Uh, yeah, but that was only released for like a short little while. That's one of the hardest things to ever get. Yeah, back back when they first released, I yeah. never saw it in the store. Because, yeah, never. It was one of the things... That, that stuff towards the end of Jedi is just insane. I yeah. remember when... Uh, one of the other, one of the figures I always wanted and never got was Luke in the Stormtrooper outfit because uh -huh. it was released at the end. That last like, oh, row, yeah, on that the last one. Of the card. The first time I found that figure was 
20 years later at Comic-Con, it was $450. Mm-hmm. And I just remember looking at going, figures get that high? What the hell is this? <laughs> and, and it was one that wasn't even in the package, and it was like a buck twenty-five. Right. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. I just want, that's all I want. Well, you remember I was the, like obsessed with that one. I the Jawa with the vinyl cape mm-hmm. got up to $2,500. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yak face when you started to, to yep. I mean, just so people should spoil that. You didn't know about those things. I mean, right. I only found out about the Yak face because I, I was getting Star Wars Insider at the time or the Lucasfilm fan club one. They're talking, oh, figures that people can't find. Here's a figure <laughs> that was released all over the world except here. Right. <laughs> Except um, where you live. What's the most disappointing gift someone ever gave you? Socks. I got underwear. I think that falls in the same category. The, the, the thing is like, which, which you really and think not is even like, underoos, just underwear. The classic example of what I think that question is reaching for is when you're sitting there on Christmas morning and your mother buys you GoBots instead of Transformers. <laughs> right. That's what it is. You look up and you're just like, you just don't understand. The only thing that came close is I got... um. And I love my mother. My mother is the most amazing person in the entire world. But one year she bought Voltron and she didn't buy the Lions. She bought the the vehicle. The cars. The vehicle. And I remember just opening going, yeah, that's close. Awesome. (laughs) That's great. That's the one you wanted, right? Yeah. That's exactly what I want. Because I I don't have family that's out here outside of my immediate family. So I never had, you know, like grandparents buying you the wrong thing or whatever. Um at 99 cent store G.I. Joe's the fake G.I. Joe's instead of the actual G.I. Joe's yeah see we never really had any of that so <laughs> my parents were very good my mother my father never went shopping but my mother was very good of uh, I was lucky understanding exactly what it was I was asking for the mm-hmm. only thing that she'd ever script as it got older was she'd get you know an Xbox game instead of a Playstation you know she'd right. just get the one the wrong thing it was just not a big deal to return it and flip it around but other than that so I was, I was like, it was really the only thing that I could think of offhand that was disappointing because mm-hmm. everything, I mean, even getting clothes, it's usually, you know, a Star Wars t-shirt or, you know, again, saying I'm a big sports fan, you know, an Avalanche t-shirt for, for hockey or something like that. So, so I, I, I got lucky with that one. What's the, what's your favorite gift that you gave somebody? That one's tough. The only thing I think was actually with you when I got you the, uh, the Snake Eyes print. Yeah. From Tom Feist. It was one of the things because it was something that I knew you had never seen. Right. Never even knew it was available. So that that kind of gift. I can't think of another one. Like See, that, I, I, really. I, I can't remember because mine is the one I gave you and I can't remember if it was for your birthday or for Christmas. The the Adat print in the uh, picture. That was a birthday. Was it birthday? Yeah. With the shadow box with the actual yeah. Adat drivers. Because that one, I uh, it took me forever to find like the original Adat with the newer one. Yeah. Um. No, yeah. the one the one given is 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 kind of harder. Harder one. What about you, Ethan? At least in terms of a nerd thing, I can think of some sports stuff that I knocked out. Mm. If you say The Last of Us, I'm walking out of here. You know, you know what you else could you put on there is uh, the first uh, Beth's Staples. Yeah, but that wasn't for Christmas. Wasn't it? I thought no. you got that for Christmas. No, I just gave it because I just unleashed a whole beast with her. Well, that was the that was the back. Okay, tip for all you for all you kids out there. Um, you had asked me. Yes. Uh, you had said that your wife Beth wanted to get into comics, and you weren't sure what to start her with. Right. And I said I got it, and I had the first trade of Fables, and then after the first trade, I started collecting the issues, and I've now gone back and collected the hardcover. So my first trade, I gave to her. I was right. Like, I just told you, I'll take care of it. And gave him the first trade. 
for anyone out there who like has cracked a baby. Well, that's the thing is is <laughs> for anyone out there who has you know a woman a girlfriend wife sister whatever that has an inkling to start reading comics fables is a great way to start because it's not superhero based but it has a familiarity Mm -hmm. you know it's based off of characters that they would know from their childhood and then tweaked right you know it's not if you throw them an x-men book they're like i I don't know who any of these people are i don't know any of their backstories and i don't want to read this when you introduce them I i feel when you introduce them to fables it's like i kind of know what these characters are supposed to be I know their basic traits and then the way that he's tweaked them. Right. And it shows you the possibilities that comics can can uh, can achieve and then you kind of move forward into it. Yeah. Yeah. Fables. So yes, that's fa- that's your favorite yeah. gift from me. Fables and Sandman seem to be the two that Sa- the Fables and Sandman are two of the biggest and Saga's a good one too. Sa- Saga's a great one to get girls um, started. Even on. Walking Dead, if you just yeah. you know, they're the the soap opera elements of Walking Dead mm-hmm. that are layered within the the survival horror well the other thing about the walking dead is it's a quick read i mean you you, a lot of times when you know they sit down it's like oh all i see is you know panels and i see you know words you know for a girl that sits down that's never read a comic book you know this is a quick read you can sit down you can immediately get into the story you immediately get to know the characters Mm -hmm. and i mean you can get through the first well ethan you you had never read it you got through the first two compendiums what and Two bathroom trips in like a two and a half weeks, I think. But I would have to say, okay, now thinking about it a little bit, is the one gift I given somebody I gaven, I've given, I have gave to, I have given <laughs> to one somebody, gift I gave to somebody. Yeah, there we go. That I guess, like, uh, you can tell that they really enjoyed it. I would say is the, um, what was it? The 1920s uh, published book of Alice in Wonderland I gave to Beth. <laughs> it seems like my wife is kidding. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. She, and, and other than the autographed picture I gave of her that year as well. Of yourself? Think, yeah, of myself. Let's get that straight. It was an autographed picture of yourself. Yes. Um, I think that's the only one that I've seen someone get really like excited about a gift that I've given them. As far as it was an autographed photo of... Uh not the sure. cover of Last of Us, and you put "I love this game." <laughs> well, that it wasn't even close always. To that. It, uh, yeah, yeah. Last Did you even like that game? I haven't played it yet. <laughs> oh, <laughs> for the love <laughs> of all that is holy! Because the last, I think the last episode I did was there was the the E three episode. Wow, E three episode. Yep. <laughs> and you would not shut up about Last of Us. Everything's like, oh, what games are we looking forward to? Last I'm looking forward us. to this. I'm looking for Call of Duty. I'm looking forward to. Bioshock 8, whatever the hell it is. Ethan? <laughs> Last of Us. What Last game us. do you think is going to impress? Oh, the Call of Duty with dogs and this one. Oh, this game, this little one. Ethan? Last of Us. <laughs> and you haven't even played it. Yep. That's Did you get good. it? No. You haven't even gotten it. That's what we should get him for Christmas. I'm I think you didn't because of Christmas. I'm, I'm, a broke, a hockey game. I'm a broke-ass Target employee. I don't get any money. You get a discount there. I mean, that game's got to no, be no, that, dis- that, discount, that, no, that discount doesn't that help crap. anything. That discount barely takes care of tax. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the worst discount in retail. It's disgusting. Mm. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> Target's not going to sponsor us anymore. Um, you haven't even have haven't you played, even played it? I've played like a, a little bit of it. Yeah, have you, okay. that's about it. No, like maybe like who who ha- who has it? Can someone I let Ethan borrow Last of Us so he can play it? <laughs> Been sitting in my living room for a month and a half, and you haven't <laughs> even touched it, huh? 
Well, I have a, mm, okay. a six-year-old that's at home a lot of the time. You're home all the time, and you're telling me that you don't can't My find Justified time. DVDs were here for like nine <laughs> months. They were here longer than that. Yeah, I finally got that. to them. So anyways, you guys ready to end this? Yeah? No? Yeah. Nobody says anything? Yeah. Okay, on that note. If the end of this is The Last of Us, I'm walking out. So, so at God, the end, we really? want to talk about The Last of Us. How can we talk about The Last of Us? You haven't even played it. <laughs> I know. We can talk about how I haven't. He's going to give a review two years after the game comes out. Mm-hmm. Well, since you've been gone, we've gotten. Since you've been gone. No. <laughs> we have. Uh, we need to cut the end of this. A lot. Because I just heard someone try to do since you've been gone. Well, so since you've been gone, we have gotten on Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud, uh, Blip TV, and iTunes, so everybody can go there. And, <laughs> and we still have two fans. We have more than that, I hope. Well, I, I think, think we lost one. So I think we, we lost a lot of them tonight because they all got up and walked out since we started talking about The Last of Us. No, so Ethan hasn't played the game yet. That's it. I'm not listening anymore. We didn't talk about that till the three quarters of the way in. I don't think so. Think so anyways, remember you can always Move check back us. from the <laughs> mic, bro. Jeez. You can always check us out at facebook.com backslash nerd. What the hell was that? You tried to throttle the, the, the grabbing yeah, the we, mic from the bottom. It was like, oh, you can check us out on Stitcher. It was my uh, Axl Rose grabbing the mic. Sure. That's Guns N' Roses, by the way, Ethan. Do we have any references really? from no, from past the eighties? <laughs> right. Uh, you can check us out at facebook.com backslash. What is facebook.com? <laughs> how many how many O's nerdables. do you have to put in there? Dot com. Dot com. C A L M. Okay, com. so what is it? Facebook backslash what? Dude, if you can't find something on Facebook, you just forget. Nerdables. It. Yeah. 